Welcome once again to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 72 now, and this is Altai joined this week by the full crew, starting with... Omer. Gumble. Matt. Jirelia. And we are beautiful. all here. Beautiful. We did it, guys. Whole crew. The same pause between each and eight. It was good. What's the plan? It was a pre- it was it was rehearsed. It was rehearsed for years. It was rehearsed. Rehearsed. <laughs> but before we get to the weekly raid, I want to say that League of Legends World Championships are going on, and what a great reason for me to become a, the gambling degenerate that I am to jump into esports betting and throw my hat into the ring. So did I you win was, though? I did win, and I actually look. When when Remo wins on esports betting, he shares the love. I gave away some free games on Discord to all the. Again, I gave a one dollar game to everyone on Discord that was there. <laughs> that was there watching with me. But I turned an eleven eleven dollar a twelve dollar bet into uh into eleven fifty. So, so what you're saying is uh, get on Discord when Omer's watching games that you bet. <laughs> yeah, but I want everyone to know I made another bet. This is a this is a nice twelve dollar bet, and if this bet wins, I will buy everyone on Discord who's any of the top twenty most active people. Any game they want on Steam, all right? This is a uh, this is for everyone listening. Oh, be careful! There might be like one of those thousand dollar DLCs on Steam. Okay, none of those. Oh, oh, you're in the top twenty most active people. What are you I gonna know. do then? I'm gonna buy myself a game too. All right, the top tw- the top twenty five. All right, most active people on Discord get a free game if this bet hits. But don't worry, guys, it's not gonna hit. If you look at the odds, the payout is two thousand one hundred fifty to one. I bet on the four biggest losers to win. And it's so probably this, not going to happen. So what you linked here was your bet slip, right? The current one or the yeah. winning one? This is the current one I'm betting on. This is a this is a twelve dollar bet. If these four teams win, if INTZ beats Edward Gaming, if Albus Knox beats Rocks Tigers, then Splice wins, and then Cloud Nine wins, my twelve dollars becomes get this twenty six thousand. It's not going to happen. Oh, no, it's, not, it's unbelievable oh long shot. Let's see it's this. A twelve dollar bet to win twenty six thousand. Okay, I can, I'm only risking twelve bucks if I lose, so it's no big deal. But if this hits, I'm I'm treating everyone on Discord to stake, this all right, guys? This isn't to win like the whole thing, is it? It's no, no, no. Just just these just, games. Just the games that that's games. On, that are on um the stream right now. Yeah. So those four games, and these are best of ones, right? These are all best of ones. So and anything can just, happen. Anything can happen in esports. So, guys, you better be cheering for these guys. Free games all around if they win. All right, I'm spreading the love. You know, I'll, I'll spend like five thousand dollars, ten thousand, just giving away shit. All right, if they win. All right. They they, they need to just not like. Lose the first game because the first game gets lost and it's just it's not fun anymore, right? Exactly. And, and here's the funny thing too. Like honestly, like I'm perplexed at these odds f- for one reason. If you look at the first game, INTZ is the wild card team, so they obviously have a very low chance of winning. But they're playing against Edward Gaming. They literally up- had a huge upset and beat Edward Gaming like three days ago. They beat them three days ago. Why are the odds still paying 11.5 for one? Insane. And that's. I think here's a more makes- interesting point than just this your hmm. bet. Um, esports betting in general. I mean, the way we're doing it, and you know, the way you've done it is with bitcoins through a European mm-hmm. sports book. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a lot of people out there probably would like to make small bets like you, but currently it's not legal to do so, and the technical hurdles to serving, you know, going around those legal hurdles is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the biggest problem. I mean, a, a lot of people I know on Discord, like, they saw my bets. Like, I want to do that too, but the problem is like. It is very difficult to place these bets because it's illegal in their countries. They have to use Bitcoins. People aren't familiar with using Bitcoins, and it makes it very difficult. Uh, how much of the future... Okay, so we, like, last week we discussed a lot of esports buyouts, right? Like a lot of teams mm-hmm. getting bought, a lot, of, a lot of money from like real sports going into uh, esports. Now, how much of a boost would esports get if 
this whole betting portion of it could be figured out. Because I know a lot of people are watch sports for the betting. Sporting sports is just a thinly guised casino, I think, in my opinion. Like baseball, basketball, whatever, right? I think half the people who watch that stuff are just 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 gamblers that don't have legalized gambling near them. <laughs> it could be with fantasy fantasy uh, sports too. Like besides fantasy sports betting, they do like their own leagues and stuff. They gamble in that regard still. So yeah, you're, I think you're right. Yeah, I think a lot of sports <laughs> is just gambling. So if if esports can crack that and we can start gambling on it. Uh, that then I'll change my view that it's just a you know, esports is a fad in a bubble. I, I I'm inclined to think, knowing nothing at all, and pulling this out of my ass, that it's going to happen. But it, gonna... that is yeah, that there, somehow it's going to be figured out. I actually I don't really know why. I don't know if you guys can explain why is it that it's so hard right now to place uh, bets on esports. What what are the restrictions blocking it? One, it's illegal. Is it? But uh, sports betting, like, there, can't you bet on like baseball games in a Vegas casino? In a Vegas casino, you can bet on sports games, yes. But you can't bet on. There's no esports offered here. So, no, so maybe you guys only in Vegas. Again, it's only in Vegas and like a few places, you know, like Atlantic mm-hmm. City. Um, so the, what my brother linked is this nitrogenesports.eu. So it's a European sports book, and and that's not all. Since they don't take it, you can't like fund your account with like uh, with an American dollars. bank transfer, you know, without U.S. dollars because it's banned here. So what my brother does to get around it is we we have bitcoins that we've had for years, and we kind of understand bitcoin, so we, we can figure it out. But for the average person, not even the average person, the, even like the advanced you know mid tier user, you know, working with the European sports books and transferring bitcoins in and out, it, it, even bitcoin is daunting. Exactly, it's very really it daunting. daunting. Yeah, so it's not you can't really place these bets right now, like if you're an average person. And how that changes in the future, who who's gonna figure it out? Like for example, what are those two big uh, like top ten sporting bets things? What do they call fantasy draft, draft 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 kings? Yeah, them and there's one other one, right? They basically yeah. circumvented the law by making it legal to somehow to gamble on sports, right? So whoever can do that first with esports is gonna make a lot of money. A lot of money. I mean, totally people sued. people love gambling. All right, so. And the beauty of this is, too, you don't have to bet big amounts. I'm, and the bets that I linked to you just now, too, I bet $12. Like My bet's like $12, and they're these stupid bets that pay out like ridiculous as they win. But it's fun watching the games you're betting $12. So I, I'm excited to watch League Worlds just because I'll be making a lot of stupid bets, and hopefully they can pay off. Yeah. It adds like it adds like so much excitement to games yeah. that you normally just don't care about. Like, I mean, like honestly, like, who cares about like a lot of these games that you're looking at right now? Like, yeah. would you care? No, no, no. I, yeah, right. if you want to watch like the the teams you're interested in, but this makes you want to watch everything because you're betting a little bit of money on every <laughs> Wall Street gambling. There you go, quirks. You know, yeah. uh, MMOs.com gambling slash gambling sounds like a great way for us to cause our Ooh. own controversy, for us to get sued immediately after all these YouTubers that got in trouble uh, supporting gambling sites or promoting them. Ah, uh, look. I think it's fun gambling with a little bit of money. Don't you know gamble more than you can afford to lose. Play with a couple dollars, and it's it's fun. Yeah, you can bet like a dollar on the, the minimum bet's like sixty cents, so you can play with like pennies. You're forgetting so it. Just, nobody can make yeah. these bets. They don't have bitcoins. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It is very difficult. But yeah, we're we're, getting, we're digressing, and I'm just excited about watching these games now that I got a couple dollars on them. Before we get too off topic, Gumby, we're gonna throw the weekly raid at you. The weekly raid. This week, we owe Reddit all the props. Thanks, Reddit, for the easy steal. But it was interesting, so we decided to bring it up. Uh, this week, we're talking about AFK gameplay mechanics in games like... Not like games like League of Angels 2, where it plays itself, but something like Black Desert Online, which is the example I'm going to use because I played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, in the game, certain tasks like fishing and crafting, uh, you can just walk away from your computer, and the game will play it for you. 
So you can leave your computer, make a bologna sandwich, you come back, your, your whole bag is, is squirming with fish. And the question we're getting at is, you know, are these systems desirable, right? And a lot of people, they like to write it off as just, um, oh, that's just what Koreans do. But, you know, there, there is, I think, I don't see a trend. Maybe someone else can interject and say they see this somewhere else. I, I believe that the main two proponents of this type of system is uh, Arcage and Black Desert. Uh, but the thing about AFK gameplay mechanics is, number one, they normally apply to meaningless systems in the first place, which, which to me says, why even bother having them? Uh, and then, uh, but the other, oh man, I'm losing my track of thought here. And the other idea is that it somehow it bridges the gap between competitive players and say a player can't play as much. If I can AFK play the game, then I can make enough money to keep up with the person who plays all day. Uh, but are these desirable? Are these hurting the genre? Are they, you know, do you not care at all? So go ahead and take the round table. All right. First of all, I think it's straight up racist to like point this out as, it, a, as, yeah, a, as an Asian phenomenon. Namely, because there's a game that came out even before WoW called EVE Online, where mm -hmm. you literally, you know, whether you're, at least in Black Desert, when you're fishing, if you're actively fishing, you have a higher chance, right? Because you can play that little minigame. Correct, correct. Yeah, whereas in EVE, there's literally nothing you can do, whether you're on or offline, to speed it up. So it's Well, you can buy those skills now from other players, so you earn ISK by doing missions, and you can buy the skill points okay, from other players. Okay, that's true. So there's the some... Alright, yeah. fine. For the first 12 years Ten or whatever, years, yeah. yeah. Okay? <laughs> Offline and online progression were identical, right? So it's not it's nothing new. It was popularized by the West, not the Asians. So so two misconceptions we can we can lay to rest here. Mm -hmm. Um and I actually prefer the way Black Desert does it, where you get something for being AFK, but you get the premium for actually doing it, right? So you catch the fish actively, you get better ones because you got to like time the little... It's not just fishing though, Kima, that's only one instance. It's also horse training and crafting, which there's really no advantage. They're actually, the way it's designed from the ground up is to be an AFK system, largely. Okay, then I guess my perfect world would be a base level progression, AFK, and then the premium goodies for active participation. Mm-hmm. And they I say guess, actually, I mean, Rise of Icarus is another example too. You can level up your you can level up your mounts. I think by being AFK too. We got to sit on you got to like it. sit on your yeah. mounts, right? In that, in, in that Icarus, I think, or just run in circles or something. <laughs> I guess uh, I don't really see the problem. I mean, a lot as Sean said, a lot of these are kind of extraneous. So I mean, if they're gonna give you an AFK option and people want to take part in that, that's fine. And I mean, in Black Desert, it really worked because you had the option to either spend an inordinate amount of time grinding and trying to get black stones from random mobs, or you could uh, fish all day and AFK and then just buy the black stones. There was one of the guys that was like the highest gear that I ran into within the first two weeks was like the third top fisher on the server. I mean, he just literally sold fish and bought black stones and upgraded. I mean, and I think that system kind of works. I mean, because... It, it gives you the gear, but you still don't know how to PvP. And in a system like Black Desert, you still need some amount of skill to be able to land hits and stuff like that. I think that's a great point we should emphasize, Mac, is the normal rebuttal is that these systems are terrible because they allow the person who doesn't actually participate in the game actively to stay up to keep up with the competitive player. But you're right, you know, to be competitive, you still have to know the play, how to play the game. And just because you... It's just like if I went and bought a level 110 WoW account, having never played WoW, uh, I'm not going to be the best player in the survey, even if I have the best gear. I still have to learn how to play my character and know the game. But yeah, I don't personally think it's really a good idea. Um, I feel like, like having that kind of AFK system just like 
it fills the world with like people that aren't really there mm-hmm. and it kind of just like it taxes like you know graphically and like the, the server as well for like no reason like for you know just just so that people can feel like they're progressing when they're offline i mean i guess it depends on what the reason is for doing it right like i can see some really good applications that that can be made with like an afk system like like imagine this for example right um you could log out like you don't even have to afk you could just log out of the game and then your character becomes an npc that does some kind of task right and other people can interact with you or whatever like say you become a shopkeeper right and then you can sell stuff and then oh, people like can okay. interact with your character yes. or you become a fisherman and people can like buy stuff from you you know like like that kind of thing would be I think kind of interesting, but just having it there so that people can just keep their computers running like for no reason, like I feel I feel like that's trying to cover up for like some flaw in the game that can be solved in a more elegant way. And I think well, uh, that's actually uh, going back to Black Desert again. Okay, I actually like the way they did the whole crafting and everything because you literally would hire NPCs if you wanted to AFK craft or in something like that and have the NPCs do it for you. They'd mine stuff, they'd gather like wood, they'd go into a specific type of building that you'd pre-purchased and they would craft there. And uh, you could see the NPCs running from destination from des- to destination, but they weren't players. They were NPCs, and they oh, were there regardless of whether you were playing or not. And I, I thought that was really cool. And um, it really automated something that I-, I hate. I hate crafting in MMOs. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say it. And that the reason for that is that it's just such like a dull, like mindless activity in so many games. Like there are a few that do it really well, but. The majority, it's just dull and mindless, and you basically just click a button over and over until you skill up a little bit in your crafting, and then you click a button over and over, and you have a better chance to get this or that. And then once you've maxed it out, you click it over and over until you get the perfect set of stats on your gear, and it's just... I I would rather automate that than do it I mean, myself. That's what I mean, though, by it's, it's, it's covering up for, like, some other flaws that could be solved in, like, you know, a better way that, like, kind of enhances the gameplay rather than you know just having it's a band-aid to a problem that shouldn't exactly it's a band-aid that's what what she's trying to say and i i'm of the opinion that we shouldn't have any of that stuff i mean look what what, whatever happened to making a game fun so people actually want to play it you know yeah that's what i mean like why is that with these new ways to like like it's weird because a lot there there was a phase like a couple years ago where a lot of games started introducing bots to their games already before games like league of angels took off for example i mean Game like I'm gonna bring up one game that takes it to the absolute extreme. A game like Magic World Online. I did a video for this ages ago. It was a mm-hmm. Chinese game. It's pretty funny. It was a client-based game too, because it's not the same. You know, browser games people figure they're they're casual. They autoplay themselves. It was a client game. You download it. It was several gigabytes long. And once you actually download and play it, there's actually a bot in the game that when you activate it, it goes hunting for you, right? In in places you tell it to go. It uses potions for you when you get weak. It loots items for you. You you pick what items to loot. Like if it's rare, you loot it. If it's common, you can loot it. Whatever, right? And then when your inventory gets full, it goes back to a vendor and sells all, sells all your trash loot. And then it also restocks on potions. And it goes back to your hunting ground and keeps hunting. And not only that, if you ever die, it just it reses. It, it goes to your bank, gets more money, and buys more potions and resumes hunting. Like it literally plays the entire game for you. The only time you ever have to play is like reset hunting grounds. Like why can't you just make the game itself fun? Okay, that's so you, that's you have what to I play mean, it. No, like you just... two, you two are missing the. Yeah, you guys are correct, right? They're, 
general gameplay should be fun and okay. you want to play it. But I think Black Desert right. brings up very interesting, you know, elements where, you know, let's say you're you're the hero in an MRPG or you're the strong guy. Like you're like you're, okay. like, you're right. You're not gonna be. It's actually I think it's more absurd to imagine a world like that where the hero of the the Dragon Slayer is like crafting, you know, linen cloth for like ten hours. Actually, so instead actually, you hire like in Black Desert you hire workers, right? Oh, that makes sense for workers. How about fishing? You're standing there fishing. Your what? hero is fishing. Well, exactly. Like you can hire fishers. Or, yeah, or guess what? Billionaires fish. They like fishing. You know, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Your AFK fishing is the problem. Well, there's that's, a, that's, like, fishing? that's what fishing's that's like. Fishing's that's what fishing's like, like, like IRL. You, go, you, you oh, literally fine. fall asleep until something bites. And then you're I like what? fishing. Anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, the, there are people that kind of like that gameplay, though, or on like they, they want to be like a crafter. Like, I'll, I'll give you a good example is like Mabinogi. This is like. Mm -hmm. A while ago, this is not like the current, so I don't know if it's the same now, but back when I played it was like, my character in Mabinogi was like, a really well-known crafter, like, it was hard to get to like, top blacksmithing in that game, it was really difficult, it took like a lot of resources, a lot of time, and a lot of uh, skill, I guess you could call it, and when I played, I would open my shop at a certain time, and people would come to my house, and I would, and I would just hammer out orders for hours. And people would pay me, like you know, right. oh, that, like that's, that's a premium awesome. for like my work, and and then you know you get your name, you get your name, you get your signature on the weapons. So, like anytime someone inspects that weapon, they can see your name on it, and that like was really amazing to me. And like I haven't seen another game that like embodies that. Like every other game, even Final Fantasy, like a lot of people say Final Fantasy's crafting is good, and I do think it's relatively good, but you don't have like that that gameplay where it's like you can aspire to something you know what i mean like aspire to be like that top crafter they don't have that anymore and i i, I don't know if, if anybody has a game that they know of that does that like you know i, I don't know of one uh a few older games all older games had that like ultima online would have that where you would have a name thanks to the if you if you crafted an, like an exceptional item and uh star uh -huh. wars galaxy had a system where like at the high end Every item was almost unique because, like, how many different variables could go into, like, crafting it. Like, what resources mm -hmm. you use. Like, what quality materials and stuff you use. But, yeah, nothing mm -hmm. nothing recent is done. And, again, I don't want to say I'm against crafting in general. What you were explaining is, like, the active premium crafting, like, like role, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't. I think there is a place in MMORPGs where which is supposed to be these persistent living worlds where you as a, as a, as like a powerful character, whether it's powerful in crafting or powerful in fighting, you, you can hire... Like almost like NPC, an army of NPCs, right? Like, like imagine like an Age of Empires, right? You're you, you theoretically, I guess you're like the general, right? In Age of Empires or something, or like Starcraft. This is an RTS now. Or no, no, but like, is that does that thing? I don't think there's inherently anything wrong with just having but NPCs why, work that, for why you. Why can't you make those players do this? What if you hire players who are dedicated it, miners to do it for you? The guy who levels up his mining skill, he can mine no, more efficiently. No, no, get no, him no. to do it for you. Oh, he can mine more efficiently for like the premium mithril ore. But you should have the option to hire NPCs for the because like in real life. Nobody wants to be the guy who mines the I, I low tier coal. What, Some people do. No, nobody, you... nobody wants to be the guy at the low end of the rung. In real life, they're there because of circumstances, right? But online, everyone wants to be the hero. And it doesn't mean being the hero killing dragons. You could be the hero who climbs the mountain for that mythical I, ore. You know, that's cool too. I actually don't think that, that like, so the two, the two situations that you guys are presenting, I don't think that they're exclusive. Like, you can have both. Like, you yeah. can have, you can have a system where you can hire NPCs to mine, like, the lower tier stuff like you were saying. And then if you wanted like the, the better stuff, you'd have to mine it yourself as a high level miner. I think that that is 
you can have both. You don't have you to have so, only yeah, one. Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you. So, would you would I feel like in a game to be like to be ideal to be better, you do need some of the like again the higher end stuff to be mined by players. No, no, it I'm, can't I'm, all be automated. I just said that. Uh, okay. Where the 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 AFK okay, stuff, there. like the miners, the NPCs you hire, just mine like coal and iron, right? And then the player miner, okay, only he's capable through you know dangerous places or uh, difficult mini games or skill. Uh, working out, grinding skill to mine the mithril ore that you need for like the premium stuff. I'm just I don't like the any any emphasis on automation when when it comes to AFK gameplay. It just rubs me the wrong way. It feels like it just cheapens experience overall. Like in almost any capacity. I, I guess BDO wasn't that bad, with just because it was fishing and a few other things, and it was really not a key part of the gameplay. The, the real big offenders are the Chinese browser games. Those are those, those, those are just outright though. offensive. Oh, honestly, like with the the me the method that Erhan was was saying, I mean, it's the same as if you were to just buy low quality materials from a shop. Mm -hmm. Like in Final Fantasy, has that you can buy like the early level crafting items from a shop. You don't have to gather them yourself. And I mm -hmm. kind of think that's kind of what Erhan's saying. Yeah, which yeah, is totally. fine. I think it's 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 exactly the same thing as buying it from a shop, except it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. Eve Online though, it still rubs me the weird way. Their skill the... system. Just... I never minded Eve Online. That's funny, uh, because the difference to me um, is that in Eve Online, in Eve Online, it it. I don't know how to defend this one, but just to, to take it another way, I think, Omar, you hit a great point, which is that when you have these AFK systems, they devalue the achievement of, say, becoming a master fisherman. You know that that person probably just left their computer on for a week. And so it doesn't make it as meaningful. Uh, maybe some people just don't. And also the point is, if these, if these little gameplay elements are so boring, if, if by automating them you're saying they're boring, I'm not sure if you are, uh, then what's the point of even having them? Make exactly. them more interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Either get rid of them or make them fun. Yeah. Either get rid of them or make them fun. Don't put this band-aid of automating it to make them tolerable. And it's clearly, we, as you said, Alden, nobody, you said nobody wants to strive to be a, a miner, the best miner. But if you no, make, they if do. You they don't, they don't want to strive to be the low-end miner. That's what I'm saying. No, nobody strives to be low-end anything. And nobody exactly. wants to be a level-end warrior for the rest of their life. No, exactly. So if you're a strong character in the game, you're wealthy, you're rich in like an MMRPG, yeah. right? You can't get like 100 NPC, 100 players to just sit there and mine, you know, iron for you. But so you're gonna hire NPCs to mine the iron, and you're gonna then you're gonna hire right, the best right, miner right, on right. the server to go mine the mithril. That's it. All right. I, I just want less automation for a lot of things. Like even like every game it took automation of movement. I feel a bit too far. Like in every game now, you just click and it just takes you there. That just feels kind of cheap. I'm just. I mean, I've been playing FF14 lately, so I'm glad it's not a part of FF14. Like, I still have to move around. You still have, like, easy teleportation, right, to your, all the places you've got the Aetherites. But you actually have to move to your destination to find things a little bit. In so many Korean and Chinese games, it feels like, go go talk to this NPC. One click, you run there. Like, Twin Saga, for example. We played that earlier. It just, everything just felt so automated. So many, like, these Korean games that feel so automated now. And I, I just don't want to see more automation in games. Taiwanese. That's my personal I, preference, I, maybe. I feel like there's, like, a huge disconnect, Omer, uh, between, like... Now, like current game developers, like MMO developers specifically, and like their players, it just seems like there's like a huge disconnect as far as like what's fun or what or not, right? It's like mm. a lot of the time, like I play these new MMOs and like I just like I can't play them because they're just they're boring, you know. And I end up playing just because other people are playing with me and I want to stay on top, but it's like it, I don't actually find any enjoyment in the actual process, you know. And it, sure. I, I feel like I feel like the like maybe this is, you know, a thing with Chinese developers or something, but it feels like they don't actually play, you know, or like the games that they make. I think, yeah. okay, but it's. I think generally it's wrong 
if something's not fun, cut it out or find a more elegant way to do it, like through a PC servants, rather than is, make people do it just because you should. people should be doing it. Because what right. I'm saying, they don't know. They don't know that it's fun or not. That's what I, I think. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I mean, why would you do that and be like, let's make a game and let's make it not fun? Like, like, like who does that, right? Like, I, I honestly think they, they don't know. They, they don't play games enough that they don't know, you know? Maybe they think like, the rest of the game think, is fun, and that secondary part can be not fun, and it'll be okay, because it's I mean, there. Think about Final Fantasy, though. Like, the guy who saved Final Fantasy, and, like, I think he's, like, the director. Yoshi? Yoshi P? Yeah, he, he likes playing MMOs, and he knows, like, what MMO players like. That's why that game is so good, mm-hmm. right? There's well, so many different... systems in Wait, what game? FF14. Final Fantasy. Oh. It's right, like... It, yeah, oh, go ahead. All right, I just want to end on the absurd. I always like to end on absurd. So, Omar, you like active fishing and stuff, right? But what is more sure. immersion-breaking in a game that's supposed to be immersive, right, MRPG, than this? Imagine, like, WoW or Final Fantasy or whatever, right? You're in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. You're about to fight this boss. Everyone's getting ready. And then one guy says, then the warrior with the epic glowing sword says, oh, look, a node. One sec, guys. Pulls out his pickaxe. Like, that wouldn't happen in real life. Like... <laughs> Like that's so. They would have. They would have put the epic node next to the boss. Then they'll put it somewhere else Whatever, where it like, doesn't like take the party out of the way. Like, imagine like an iron node. I gotta work up my skill, guys. One sec. Uh, come on. That doesn't matter. No, I, I think it's stupid. Put that there. All right. Well, I want to take this to a. I had a pretty good business idea yesterday, so I'm, I'm going to throw this at you guys. All right, you guys all be right, the panel of my right. experts. I mean, we talked about MMO and social MMOs before. All right. Get mm-hmm. this. All right. You know, like there's that there's a dating app called uh, Coffee Meets Bagel, where you meet like it gives you like one person what? like a day, right? Listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. You, right. you, click a, you click a button and it matches you with a random person, right? Random girl or your opposite sex or whoever you're looking for, and it and then you have, you have an option of meeting them for like a date, and then you only have that one option all day. So their their gimmick is like you can't just keep scrolling left like you would on Tinder. So you kind of would consider it. So we're gonna we're gonna take this element and bring it to MMOs. All right, we're gonna call it. Uh, warrior meets priest or something. Right? Obviously, the warrior, <laughs> the warrior is the is the man, and the priest is the woman. All right, Gen- <laughs> gender, big gender roles are defined oh here. Oh my god! And the way it works, of course, is um, he's your random person to give their profile, and if, you know, I guess if you agree to meet them, instead of meeting them in real life, you meet them in a like random MMO. Like, in fact, we pick that MMO for you, so it'll be like kind of an experience for both of you. Like, we'll pick. Okay, you two are gonna play uh, like Maple Story together on this server. Whoa! And you, and wait, wait, what is this? You guys get to level ten, and then and then. And then you got, you can, is this you, a dating service for gamers or yeah, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got to one to five stars, all right? And it picks the game for you, right? Based on your preferences. Yeah, it picks, it picks the game for you based on your preferences. And like, it finds a game the night of your play, so it becomes like an ex- like, an, like expedition together, you know? Think I know if the girl's a girl, though, right? Oh, I mean, that's a good right? one. All right, what do you do? What do you uh, do? If they're, if they're premium, we verify it for you. Otherwise, anything oh goes. My God. If you, you don't only... verify it, anything you're goes. Like... But do you verify both sides? Or do you only verify one side to save money? No, no, you only verify. <laughs> you only, you only, if, you're, if you're a premium, it verifies the other person for you. And like, oh, I, I don't know how we're going to do that, right, but right. We'll, leave, we'll leave it to the, the magic, all right, in the back end. <laughs> but what do you guys this think? What do you guys think? terrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> all right, we got terrible. a terrible from Shio. Terrible. Whoa, what's the problem? What's the issue? <laughs> This makes no sense. I just don't understand where this has anything to do with gaming. If you want, I... if you if you want to meet somebody in a game, I am all for it. Good, I got Kirby on board. You're behind a computer screen. It's not like real life where you can feign the whole like I, I I hate like talking to people thing because people use the internet to talk to people. So just if you want to meet somebody in a game, just find a random person. Go hi. 
No, of course. Right, I mean, why not do that in real life, Matt? Huh? Why not do them in real life, Matt? <laughs> well, I'm just saying there's literally no excuse anymore because it's the internet. But 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 you know, like like honestly, like like to get to give some credibility to Omer's thing, they have a dating thing for like anything now. I was listening yeah, to the exactly. radio. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hear me out. Okay. I was listening to the they probably Matt. have a dating app for dogs. There, there's Matt, no Matt, credibility Matt. just because Matt. of the other stuff. I was exists. listening to the radio and they said like paranormaldate.com <laughs> meeting up with people that are into paranormal stuff and they said and check out our new website conspiracydate.com <laughs> <laughs> conspiracydate.com meet your fellow InfoWars fan. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, they have dates for, like, for athletes. They have dates for like Black people meet. They have G Muslim meet. Yeah, anything just meet. Four... Yeah, I'm gonna look at paranormaldate.com right now. Gumble just linked me four different dating sites for gamers. So this is not. No, no, no I'm, I'm not done, done yet. I'm not done yet. We're not done yet. There's more. There's five. There's more Actually, coming. No, mine's an app. Mine's an app. My, mine's very specific. And mine's a better. Look at look at this name. Gaming passions. Hashtag site titles. Let me finish. There's nothing here. I like, I like, I like this name. Okay. Ready, guys? Level up. Instead of level up, love up. Level up is pretty good. Level up is pretty good. But it's a .net. It's .net. Here we go, Mary. It says, ParanormalDate.com, you are not alone. Find your match that shares an interest in the paranormal science, life after death, ghost stories, Bigfoot, UFOs, alternative <laughs> medicine, and conspiracy theories. It just, it, 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 it gets all the retorts together. <laughs> I love the fact, look at levelup.net. It's Level the true gamer, true gamer dating. And one of the key features is, there's no profile pictures allowed. <laughs> so nobody knows. It's a key feature. <laughs> listen, my my no, no, listen. The problem with these, the problem with I, I never tried any of these. First of all, right? But mine's gonna pick the game for you. It has a specific actionable goal, all right. And of course, the idea is to raise millions and then flip it, all right. This is not like a a good idea. We want to get investors involved, get some money, and then get the fuck out. Well, you just ruined it. You just, money. Okay, you, you just put it the that beans. way. Don't tell anybody that. They'll never know. They're not gonna listen to this. Don't worry, we're good. Right, put it profile. that way, Omer. Guys, the name. The name is what sell Look. What was your name again? I forgot already. Warrior Meets Priest. That's retarded. What? Paladin Meets Priest. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Paladin Meets Priest seems like some kind of like that doesn't crusader. Even apply like Christian, to all the games. Hardcore <laughs> Christian thing. <laughs> That's true. They're going to go crusade together, hardcore, actually. Hardcore Christian dating. <laughs> <laughs> Only for the true bad. warriors of Christ, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You gotta shut down the idea. All right, it's dead. It's dead. It was worth trying. Mm -hmm. I still think it's similar. I still, I still think a similar idea without a dating element, where you just like it matches up like five people together to play MMO together. Like a lot of people always ask, like people on RMORPG, like let's start RMORPG together with like other people. I guess they don't have too many friends that are into MMOs. It just gets like five random people and says, okay, you guys are gonna play this game together, and like boom, you you have like five people to play with right away. I'm pretty sure that's what MMO.plus was supposed to be. That was just a search engine for MMOs, though. There have been social networks for, for gamers, there's, and there's they all no... fall apart. It's not a social network. The only the thing same. is, it just groups you with five people, and it puts you on one like in the same Discord together, and that's it. And the site is done. Like, it doesn't like try making a social network. It just groups people that want to play games with other people that want to play games, specifically MMOs, because these are games you kind of want to play with other people. And it gives you like a, a, a group to play with. Because if you want to play an MMO, right, and none of your friends play, it is a little bit daunting, like to just play a game by yourself sometimes. No, you could. I don't know. 
I think you, you got to start bringing yourself and then find the guilt. That, 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 that's a tried and true method here. The problem with these apps, like, or even the gaming social networks is, it's like trying to herd cats, you know? Like, gamers are like solitary hunters, you know? Like, you can't... Herd cats. You know, you can't herd cats, <laughs> and you can't make a social network of gamers. Those two things are like... It's not options. a social network. It's not a social network. Whatever. Social just, matching or whatever. It's not going to work. It just matches. It just matches you and go, all right? It's, it's all it is. It's called tiprubs.com. All right. Yo, this is going on Kickstarter, and we're going to raise lots of money. And then we're going to dip. <laughs> That's a good plan. I like That's it. the play. That's the play, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll promise all these amazing features, all right? Guaranteed. Guaranteed you find the love of your life. Or guaranteed you find the best friends. Well, uh, I guess speaking of bad ideas, I'll just take this Whoa. one away. Take it away. No, you want to keep going? We're going to take it away? Well, take, take it, it away, away. to a digital homicide's bad idea about suing people who left negative reviews on their site. And they have now uh, dropped the case without prejudice, or the judge dropped the case without prejudice, uh, which means they can bring it up again. Digital Homicide, uh, the company is disbanding. The guy who owns it, he has to go find another job. And um, I guess nothing else is going to become of it. We could see it reemerge in the future, but I know everyone here, or some of us here have some passionate things to say. I'll give my two cents. I think I, I, we've talked about this a lot last week, so maybe we shouldn't harp on it. I just think they just didn't know what they were doing, that they really believe what they did. But go ahead and prove me wrong. I think they've changed their story too many times to not know what they're doing. <laughs> Alright, I think, I think I'm think i going to edit this news article right now, and after Digital Homicide, I'm just going to put it in brackets, uh, Suicide. So it's actually Digital Suicide now. Because they, uh, they they quite literally led themselves to death by following this policy of suing Steam users who were leaving negative reviews. Has anyone played a digital homicide game, Matt? I think you have, right? Yes, and as I've said before, it was literally the worst thing I've ever played. <laughs> Let me go find a video, okay? But I will describe it after I find the video. Please. Right, it's, while it's, I was looking for uh, that, um, the Naval Marshal of the Imperial Japanese Navy, okay? General Isoruku Yamamoto. After the attack on Pearl Harbor, he said, quote, I fear all we have done is awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. Okay? This guy, who, this digital homicide guy should have read that quote before he decided to sue random people <laughs> on the internet. He literally poked a sleeping giant that is the collective internet. Okay? And, and they probably rained down on him like with a vengeance. Okay, so I, yeah. I just linked a random video, okay, of the slaughtering grounds. And basically, in this game... You run around, you shoot things, and regardless of where, how, or when you shoot them, they will explode into a bloody mess in which all their limbs fall off and blood spurts out of each and every limb, like, where it used to be. And it was so bad. It was such a bad game that when you went to the online mode, literally the only thing that worked was chat. Enemies did not sync up. You could not see... Or even interact with the other player. Like it's not like they were just invisible. You couldn't. They weren't there. They didn't exist. It was a single-player <laughs> game with a chat room advertising itself as a multiplayer game. It was ridiculous. And basically, all you do is run around and shoot things that explode into fountains of blood, and that's it. I mean, it literally, like one shot per kill. It, there was no skill involved with it, and it just it looks like this. Need I say more? It's quite garbage. Yo, is that interface designed in 1995? Look at the look at that interface in the bottom. It looks so bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's this guy clearly had no business making games. And honestly, you if if you're gonna put up your products on the internet, like you need thick skin. 
again, the crux of the argument that he made, the digital homicide guys made for the lawsuits is that they were threatening him. People were saying like, they put a link saying like, whoever made this deserves to die. Like, I, or like, I wish I could murder everyone involved in this. And they looked at the gameplay. But again, this is the internet, all right? When somebody says shit like that, it's within the context of the internet, okay? They're not actually going to kill you, right? It's very clear what they meant. And if you don't know that, you have no business putting your shit online. Get off oh, the no. internet if you can handle it. No, but when they announced that they were canceling the lawsuits, they turned around and said, oh, but we sued these people and we were doing all this because they were attacking our users, not us. Okay. And that's okay. That, that's that's why One I don't users. think that Sean's theory holds up. He, he just turned around and said that. I, I really am convinced that uh, most bad decisions are a result of really dumb people. I don't think people are as nefarious as we like to make them out. I think no. these are just really dumb. I mean, look at this game. This is this is somebody who has no idea what they're doing. And I also want to point out Steam Greenlight. You're just as stupid. Either that or it's just Steam Greenlight. I think we've discussed this. It's full of trolls. And we do live in a troll culture where people will vote for Donald Trump because they think it's funny. Or they'll vote for <laughs> the slaughtering grounds because they think it's funny. And that's great and fine. But then this is what happens. This is the type then, of shit you end up with on Steam. And then I also want to throw it out there. Okay, so in one of their quotes, they painted themselves as if they were, or at least the James Romine guy, painted himself as if he was the victim of a broken system in which all these other publishers get to be verified on Steam and put out whatever crap they want, but they have to go through Greenlight for every one of their games. And I'm sitting there like, you're not the victim of a broken system. You took advantage of a broken system. <laughs> if it were working, none of your games would have been on Steam, you <laughs> idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, his quote is that the company has been destroyed because of this. So God bless that his company is dead. This game, the guy's a retard for trying to sue everyone from leaving these negative reviews and such. Clearly, he's got no business working in gaming, and I'm, I hope he finds a job somewhere else where he's better suited doesn't have business on the internet at all. Yeah, right? <laughs> he was offended by people saying stuff like, anyone involved in this should be murdered. Like, do you not know internet culture? Like, what are you? Like, how, how do you make games and not realize this? Especially in gaming. I think gaming is the most visual. I'd say, I mean, people do complain about cyberbullying and shit. And I don't know. I don't want to comment on that, but... I mean, KYS is a very uh, common thing to say at the end of a game, so... Gets you a band in a week, man. Yeah, uh, that brings up a great topic. Uh, we we no, we had a discussion point this week for the pussification of online gaming. Matt's favorite word. I feel like pussification. Uh, all right, so I'll run down the gist of it. We've seen uh, games get more and more uh, strict. The most recent example I've had with the pussification of online gaming is when I played FF14 with Shu, and I think which was there as well, a couple of my friends, and I said like, "Yo, you damage like my party member, like, yo, pick it up. Your damage sucks, right?" Like, I, I'm totally wrecking you in damage. Like, obviously, I didn't even have a damage chart, right? I just said that. And they're both telling me, shh, you can't say that. Stop, stop. You can't say that. I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't I say your damage sucks? Like, oh, you'll get banned. So apparently, you can get banned for pointing out that your teammate, your, your party members have shitty damage. And no, that's not, that's not it. You misunderstand. You can get banned for having a damage meter, and that's how they tell that you have a damage. Because there's if no I way to check. There's no way to tell if someone has damage meter. So if you're like... Oh, you know, I checked your damage and it sucks. Then they know that you have a damage meter because that's the only way to tell, right? But I, I could just be saying that. Yeah, I mean, if and you're just saying band? that, then then that's fine. But like, you can't be like, I have a damage meter and you suck. Like, well, you, you, then <laughs> you, won't, you won't word it like that. What is the concern with damage meter? Is it because they want any third party apps or any like? It's ten. It's like uh, it exists in a weird space. There's no clear definitions to whether or not you can have damage meters or not. So they kind of abuse that that lack of a rule and sometimes they 
ban people for using them, but there's possibly an ulterior motive, which is to stop what they would consider griefing. I think that's the idea. And like, apparently criticizing another player is considered griefing. I think that's what Omer is trying to get at. Right? Yeah, ultimately, I think a lot of games have gone the way of uh, where like certain things aren't allowed. Even in the league, people have said they got banned for saying like GG easy at the end of a game. It's been a controversy in the league for a long time, what you can and cannot say. And if you get repeatedly reported for saying stuff like GG easy, you can get banned because they do use an algorithmic <laughs> system where if you get reported, you will get banned for it. For what? Wait, and, for GG easy? Yeah. In what game? The way Overwatch handled it was the best. GG easy. In what game? Amazing. What game banned you for that? League of Legends. No way. But again, it's it. Uh, Why would they lot, do that? It's I don't think they're actively banning you. It's because they, they had the tribunal system before, and then now they have an algorithmic system. So if enough people start reporting for saying GG easy, you're gonna get banned. It's stupid because you can get banned for like no reason. Like honestly. All right. Remember when I remember when I, remember when I only played Ana. Oh man, I remember mm -hmm. when I only played Ana and then like people got really mad at me and I got banned for it because they just all yeah. reported me like all the time. And even like, like yeah, yeah. The bar, the bar for like trash talking. I feel like trash talking and being mean on video games is like it, it, the era is over. Like I feel like too many games are enforcing policies of you have to be a nice person all the time. Yeah, well, and that's the, very unfortunate. The question though, do does the does curbing what you can say? Is, are these policies actually making people less toxic or are they just channeling that toxicity somewhere else? Because my feeling is, I, I imagine it's coming somewhere else. You're not actually, you're not like stomp. It's not like now the person's not toxic. They get banned or they, they take it on, take it out just somewhere outside the game. Right? You're not going to change someone's personality or how they behave. Maybe no. in your own game, I guess. And I don't think that they're going to kind of service to their user base. Like, like people who play League, I want to say a lot of them, Okay, not everyone, right? A lot of them play a lot. Like they they kind of stay home, you know, on the weekend. They play you know, their their hobby, their main, you know, off work, off school hobby is the game, right? So you're not doing them a service by making them. See, the thing is, when you when you deal with trash talkers, leavers, spammers, AFK, all this stuff, you learn to deal with people in general, right? Because in real in the real world, right? Let's say you work in an office or whatever, you're gonna deal with the the loud mouth, the gossiper, the, the idiot. Barbara doesn't shut up. Yeah, the idiot. You know, so. But by what kind of whitewashing, you know, your interactions online, which for a lot of people is their main interaction with humans, right? You're not going to learn these subtle skills to deal with troublesome human beings in the real world. So I think I think League of Legends, especially now, is creating a user base, uh, young, especially young people, who don't know how to deal with real people in the real world because they're not getting exposed to these kind of, you know, you know harassment, cursing, you know, slap shit talking, whatever it is. And, and it's, just, not just, uh, it's not just League. Go ahead. I, I think you're placing the responsibility on the wrong people. I mean, you're, you're saying that it, it it's their responsibility almost to make sure that these people and their interactions are exactly like real life at all times and that they learn these skills somehow. That's It's not the game company's responsibility. But um, I, I think just the fact that you said being mean is one of the things that's being curbed. Profanity, it's, profanity, it's profanity kinda, will get you banned in any more, almost any more RPG today. You said being mean was what's being curbed, and I, I think it's kind of telling that if you can describe it that way, we probably don't need it. But there's nothing wrong with being mean online. It's a part of the atmosphere. It's part of the like the culture but, almost. But like, see, if that, I want to talk to somebody, they suck. They should, they, they, but see, hmm. it doesn't have to be though. That, yeah, but here's the thing. thing. It, it always will be, right? Because 
Erha, I think Erhan nailed it. Humanity is fucking mean. People you come across will be assholes. And I think what happens is like it's it's basically putting a mask in certain spheres of life that we the way the way we engage with people. And um, it, it's non-reflective, and I, I think it creates a, a false sense of reality. Like we think everywhere, everyone should be nice all the time. That's just not how it is. And I, I don't think it's responsibility of developers to to um, to create an atmosphere that's more reflective of the way things are day to day. But I also don't think it's their responsibility to curb what people say. They're yeah. just words. They're just sounds and, and symbols that you can write in the keyword. They don't mean anything unless you internalize it. I mean, you have to develop a tough skin to survive in life. I mean, that's part of life. And if you can't, if you don't have a tough skin to survive, then like you gotta, you gotta wake up because it's not middle school anymore. Actually, the middle school. I, I, I guess, I guess my point is, it's kind of their choice to make the environment that they want to make. It is. I, I do it's think it's, game, it's a negative yes. choice. Well, it is their game. It's the, they totally have all the rules, but I, I don't think it's gonna be a, a net positive. All right. And so, uh, guys, ban or not ban? All right. You guys, you guys are GMs. Hypothetical scenario. Uh, Pure Cat just said, I got suspended at F14 because I was running around as a white mage saying I don't trust black mages and white power. I say no. Yeah, that, that I, yeah. I, I... I say not ban. Let him go. Let, Let him go. go. Ban. No, right, no ban. No ban. That's, that's great. He's keeping it in context. <laughs> white mages. In fact, if anything, we should all sue Final Fantasy, Square Enix, for having white mages and black mages. Why does a white mage have to be the healer and happy while the oh black mage is evil God, and come death? On. Okay, he should be blue mage and green mage if they, if they don't like. You're taking this, you're taking this too far now. No, the point is, okay. Ultimately, like every the, the key is people say they get offended. Okay, keep on in any MMORPG, whether if you're being offensive, which is why I was saying being mean, using curse words, if anybody feels offended, they can report you and you will get banned. So against the terms of service to, to to do that kind of stuff. People do get banned in games for saying mean things in guild chat and stuff. People say they've witnessed people getting banned in WoW in guild chat for saying curse words and offending people. Ultimately, games give you the option of ready, right click, ignore. Muting. Every game. Just mute them. Is, mute, like, how can you be offended? You right click, you mute, you'll never hear from them again. They're, it's as if they're permanently banned in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I think it just in it the makes end, no sense. In the end, it's not, it's not enough. For, you know, honestly, it's because hmm. people that get shit talked are really vindictive. That's why, honestly. Yeah. It has, it has yeah. nothing to do. It has nothing to do with like, oh, my feelings are hurt. I don't want to get shit talked anymore. It has everything to do with like, that guy talk shit talked me. Fuck that I'm guy. Get I want I'm him get to be destroyed. Yes. You know what I mean? It it's vindictive. It's, it has nothing to do with not getting your feelings hurt. Honestly, I know people <laughs> like that. I actually know two people who just got permanently banned from League of Legends again. Who? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I know one of them. <laughs> you know one, and then you you know the other, but. Uh. The thing is, shoot, you're right. They're vindictive, actually. Someone says something to them like, yo, do you pick up the slack? And they just, they get, you know, offended. Highly offended. Uh, and then they try and get the other person banned. I mean, that's another level, you know. There is casual shit talk. It's just that, that, fine, that's what really happens a lot, you. honestly. Yep. And I think that's one of the things, too. Like, this, this, this kind of emotion or that's whatever you of... want to call it is never disappeared. If you, if you ban me or you prevent me from, like, trash talking, and someone pisses me off in a game, right? If I can't trash talk him... It's not like the f bad feeling goes away. Instead, I bottle it up, yep. and then I go on the forums, or like I try to find out, you know, like something about their like profile. You know, I try, I try to hurt them a different way in the, you know, online. Whereas if I just let, if, I, if you just let me call them an FG, you know, FGT, it's over, you know, like I can just move <laughs> on. But because I can't call them an FGT, I, I have to figure some other way to like get back at them. 
you end up calling your mother a faggot, and then you get grounded, and then it's just a downward spiral. Right. But guys, I, I want to say this: this pussification isn't limited to just uh, like this chat. For example, I think a lot of games have policies today where if you if you scam people in the game, you'd get banned because scamming is apparently not allowed. But you know, I don't like that either because it's a if you can use any mechanics in the game to your advantage, it should be free game in my opinion. Which is why I want to give credit to stuff like um. Archage, they actually specifically mentioned that skullduggery, scheming, and anything is free game. You know, if you can rip somebody off through the game's mechanics, you, you you're fine. You can do it. It's a part of the game. Yeah. But in games like WoW, if you scam somebody and they report you, you'll get banned. They'll get the items back. It's you can't. You're not allowed to scam people in WoW. It's just against the, the rules, and you'll get banned for it. It just they're trying to create an atmosphere, a safe space. Their games are becoming safe spaces. Definitely. Honestly, like in a, in a perfect world, yes, like. You shouldn't scam people, but like in in like the world that we live in, like you honestly should get scammed. You should get scammed once. Like everyone should get scammed once, and then if you get scammed again, then it's your fault. Well, that's I don't get the logic. That's my point. Like I got scammed once, and I learned from it. You know, like I I got scammed in a game once, and like I never got scammed again after that one time I got scammed. You know. Me too. It's like it's it's an experience that you know you're just gonna get scammed, and then. You learn from it, you become a better, you know, you can make it better from it, you know? And I think, you know, the better part is, extends not just to the game you're playing, but in life, like I was trying to you know, say earlier, I got scammed in Ultima Online, in Diablo 2 and stuff, and I, mm-hmm. I honestly think it saved me a lot of money in the real world, right? The lessons I learned from those online games, whether it's dealing with people, you know, swearing at me, cursing me, mm-hmm. uh, threatening me, you know, scamming me, you know, these are lessons I learned about how to deal with humans in the real world. So, it's, it's, it's a shame that, you know, People playing today's games, you know, aren't experiencing that. Aren't really, they're not, also, they're not getting the full immersion either, right? You can't really be immersed in a virtual world unless you see the, you know, the douchebag, the asshole. The, yeah. Exactly. You need these. In the real world, there's thieves, there's con men, there's, you know, profane people, you know, pissing in the corner. You got to deal with these people. And, and by dealing with them, you, you know, you, you're more invested in that world. Yep, it's I, funny how we try and repress humanity. Whether it's yeah. sexuality or violence or anger, we're we're, all, we're trying to make us into perfect little angels, aren't we? But, but what is the logic behind preventing scams? For example, you're perfectly allowed to camp somebody in a PP server in WoW, right? You can just keep wasting your time to harass them and grief them, right? That's allowed, right? But why is scamming not allowed then? So it goes. Be, like, what is the logic behind that? Well, you can bother them and make their gameplay unpleasant in one way, but in another way you can't. So as soon as you start picking and choosing what negative things are allowed, it kind of it, it, it just seems stupid. I don't know. I, I, I think it really... Um, it's contribu- It's not the main thing, maybe, but it really contributes to the fact that so many games today do feel hollow, right? They feel distant. Where, you know, you just, you just like... You don't, you, don't, you don't feel invested because they don't feel real because of these uh, limitations. Not even hollow. You feel, like you, if you feel like you're six and your parent is watching every little thing you do and as soon as you go to touch the hot stove, they yell at you. It, your, your freedom is almost limited. If I can't say you need to eat shit, then I, I'm not free. I am not fully free. And, you know, freedom is the only thing we got. So <laughs> let me be free. Let me scam you. <laughs> yeah. So wait a second. Well, guys, while we're talking about scamming, we got to bring up No Man's Sky. All right. So we just brought oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to bring up No Man's Sky. Oh, man. I don't know about, about this. Yeah. Good transition. Yeah. It's a great transition. It's a natural transition, boys. I'm, I'm out of the loop on this one. So. Please, please educate me. All right, who wants Gumby? You can take it, or Matt. One of you guys can take it. Well, Matt's played it, right? So you can defend it, I guess, a little. 
Well, not to, basically as far as I No Man's Sky has a, a Brady, there's a pending lawsuit. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I didn't no, actually no read. It's, not, it's not a pending lawsuit. What it is, it was an investigation okay. by the UK Advertising Authority. So it's an industry group that is actually investigating the developers behind No Man's Sky for false advertising. So now it's it's it's, it's more official. It's got the big big dicks on it, huh? Unfortunately, it's it's not an agency with any real power. They can issue like uh, reprimands. But they don't have to list them because they have no actual authority. But what, it, it is an industry group, and they have some sway in the entire advertising market because it's all the big companies in, in UK, I guess, because it's a UK agency, and they are investigating them for false advertising. If it comes out that you know they deem them, they did all this wrong shit, it should be a huge uh, like mark against them. Do you want to bring up the Steam charts for No Man's Sky? Just uh, since we're here, No Man's Sky, I think is what I'm looking. I'm getting it right now. It's one of the biggest hyped flops, I would say, and I. I've heard the game uh, isn't that bad. I don't know if Matt, you want to call it. I heard it's actually not bad. I think it was just like the expectation versus reality that made it so much worse. And again, this comes back to advertising, right? Mm -hmm. So right now there's about 1,000 people playing as of an hour ago. This is a game that started at um, 36,000 with a peak of 212,000 players. And now you're at 1,000 only, uh, I guess, two months, maybe a month and a half after the game released. Let me also give a quick overview of the game because I think Shu missed some of the drama on this one. It was yeah. actually it was pretty huge drama. So I'll give, I'll, I'll keep it very brief. Basically, No Man's Sky was a game that's supposed to be uh, like this sandbox game. Think like I guess Rust or any basically survival game, right? But it's set in a giant like galaxy. There's count. They say there's millions of planets, millions of stars. Quintillion. The universe is so big, right? Trillions. trillions and trillions of stars and planets, right? But it's you know there's it's a sandbox game. You can go to different planets, explore the universe, right? And they said it was multiplayer, right? It was a multiplayer game. And then, but but they said, oh, the world is so big, you probably won't find anybody, right? But it's it's multiplayer. So when the game came out, two streamers they they spent a lot of time trying to find the exact same planet, and they both met there, right? The same planet at the same time in the same place. They weren't actually there. It wasn't actually multiplayer. They kept saying it was multiplayer, and it exists within this huge universe, but it, there was no multiplayer. Did they have like a sticker that they put over the? Yeah, 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 yeah. They literally put a sticker over the the back of the case, like saying it was like it wasn't multiplayer anymore. Okay, but it's pretty hilarious. We actually covered this game. I think it was first revealed a couple of years ago at one of those E3s or something. Mm-hmm. And we we were, I think I think we showed the trailer on one of our first episodes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And even back then, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then somebody told me, I think it was Gumble here. Oh, it's gonna be for console, PS4, right, as well. And I knew mm-hmm. at that point. For me, the hype died because I knew, <laughs> I knew there was no way to deliver what they were said they were going to deliver or, or tease they were going to deliver if it was a console game. Impossible, and and I was right. Good for you. That's a good. That's a good way to judge everything you do. Is it on console? Yeah, I think no, it is. I do think it does curb ambition. If you make your game console compatible as well, there are additional restrictions you have to keep in mind. You cannot design that all-encompassing massive experience if you're also having console and PC at the same time. It seems to have panned out in every case. Yep. Do you know what sucks about No Man's Sky? And I don't. Mm-hmm. I think we brought this up in the podcast, or it might have been outside the podcast. Is that since it was an indie project, and it's gotten all this negative press, that it's hurt uh, other indie projects? I've seen a lot of negative comments for a Dual Universe, which to me looks completely different than No Man's Sky, besides the science fiction aspect. And I just people going, "Oh, it looks like another No Man's Sky, big scam," and they just dismiss it. And it's unfortunate that you know one disappointment kind of ruins it for everyone else it always it only takes one to kind of hurt everyone no but you you guys wanted a description of the game so basically it's uh it's got a great art style so it's pleasant to look at um it's kind of like 
you, you know survival games like it's got the basic survival game gameplay except you kind of like encounter creatures and start like a basic maybe a pokedex of like different strains of animal and stuff like that and um over the course of your travels you work towards the center of the universe and basically it's just one of those games that you sit down you like have a beer in one hand and a controller in the other and you just relax and go through the universe repeatedly going from planet to planet and just doing like simple crap you Sounds know I mean? like shit <laughs> no but the, the problem is they, they didn't deliver everything they said it was, was the big issue i mean look at all these steam reviews they're saying Everything that Sean Murray said that would come in the game, but they weren't. Multiplayer, factions warring, customization, crafting systems, landing on asteroids, having fleets appear out of nowhere, destroying the fleets, space stations, all the stuff that was promised. Honestly, if it, if it was an MMO the way it was promised, I think it'd be awesome. But it just doesn't have any of that stuff. All right, guys. All right. Here's how I get the big bucks. Ready? Connection time. The reason why scams like this and Kickstarter scams, right? Like Star Citizen, Star of the Avatar, whatever. Well, it's not fair to say. <laughs> all right, continue. All right. Go ahead. The reason they can flourish and get make so much money off of of idiots is because it's because gaming doesn't allow trash talking and scamming today. If you could scam people in WoW, these games wouldn't make all this money because the people would be cautious. Their guard has been lowered because they don't have to. They, they're like little dodos. They don't they don't know the humans are dangerous, so they walk up to the humans <laughs> and they get shot in the face. Boom, dead. Okay, silver oh, bullet. Also- You're a silver bullet. You're assuming that all gamers only interact through the internet. Yes, I am assuming that. And I, yeah. I, I am assuming that. that. Yes, yes I, am, I am definitely assuming that. I feel that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Super irresponsible assumption, especially with how large the gaming market is today when you include mobile and consoles and all that. And like the average console gamer isn't like as hardcore about it as we are, for example. And I mean... It's a really irresponsible assumption. Mobile gamers but, are not funding these Kickstarter scams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, look, do you think console gamers would um, support like a Kickstarter? Is that, uh, I just I don't see the cross section. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Kickstarter is a crapshoot. That's that's literally a crapshoot. The guys who funded those Kickstarter scams had they been scammed when they were in high school playing World of Warcraft. Or okay. RuneScape. Oh, well, RuneScape, you could have... You no, could have saved. Yeah. RuneScape players are saved. No, no, Rune, no hardcore RuneScape players are funding, you know, these games. <laughs> that's true. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's fair. It's fair. the wild Care Bears, okay? They're all, they're all like, oh, I guess they're going to give me everything I want. Better give them all my money. <laughs> but what's remarkable is, like, you don't have to be more gullible. I remember, like, when we were playing uh, EverQuest forever ago, right? My cousin, like, a family friend told me, like, I, he was scamming people in the game. Like, how are you scamming them? Like, how, what do you do to get them, like, to give you stuff, right? He's like, uh, he plays a female character, and he says... Yo, that armor looks really cool. Can I? I want to see what it looks like on me, on my character. And they just hand it to them, and then you just log off. You just stole their armor because they're retarded. And you just said, "I want to see what it looks like on me." I'm like, "There's no way that works." And he pulls it off, and I'm like, "Holy shit, people are so dumb." (laughs) But from that moment on, those people that fall for that are going to realize that you don't trust people. All right, be cautious. It's remarkable how that can actually work, though. But it does. People assume, you know, if you don't, if you never grew up in these online games where anything goes you assume you can't lie on the internet people wouldn't do that i think not only that like like in games like world of warcraft don't they give you your items back too yeah yeah it's like you just assume that you just like do over you know you just do over everything yeah <laughs> and as, matt especially in our uh niche like these online you know multiplayer mrpg kind of games i would i would venture to say that the internet is the vast vast majority of uh, m- a vast majority players in human interaction 
I know when I was in middle school, even high school, uh, you know, besides sleeping, eating, and being at school, gaming, you know, online gaming was was it. There was no, there was nothing else. There was no, there was no ice rink. There was no skating around town. There, there was no, you know, party. Like there was no like social, you know, there was no bowling. You know, it was it was home. Go on, whatever. Go on vent. You know, whatever. Go on Skype and that's and and talk to people while. Playing. Oh, it was able to messenger back then when you're outside. Whatever. whatever. It, it, there was nothing else. Like, there was, that was my yeah. social life. There was no other social life. There was no other social interaction. So and I think that's the case for a lot of people today uh, that play like you know these games. All right, uh, you guys brought up, we brought up Kickstarter again. I want to bring up one of the shittiest Kickstarter pages I've seen in a long time. Oh please, E. K. Bello, the Demon Slayer Christian MMORPG. <laughs> Wait, the, what? The internet's first Christian MMORPG adventure game. Links? <laughs> That's not true though. There was that other one. Visions. Oh, they, they raised three thousand four hundred dollars from ten people. I don't know. Or visionary. Yeah. First of all, click on that video. It says, click here for video presentation. There's no video. It's just, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, but scroll down. There's another video on the bottom. He, he, he did not put the video up there because he's retarded. But it's just one asshole just talking in a suit. And look at that word at the beginning. Look at the flip. Look at the text fly at the beginning. It's 10 4. So... 10 4. Oh, I got the. Like, there's the video. Uh oh. <laughs> look at the text. No. This isn't real. <laughs> okay, it's basically oh this asshole God. talking for seven minutes. It's literally like nothing. If you scroll down, look 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 at his presentation. And he's got these disgusting like word art, that this 3D word art, and is is like the armor of God. There's like what is this? No, this could be you. It's like this this oval face egg for a face uh knight, you know? It's and look at the actual gameplay. There. Look at the actual gameplay to scroll down. No, no, these are Christian by, No, these are like my there's no actual gameplay in Fortnite. Those are the games? Yeah. Those are other successful Christian games apparently. From 1997, right? For risk and challenges, yeah. God may not like me, want me to make this game. Otherwise, it won't no. come out. No, not honestly, it's, imp it's, it's impressive that it, like the video presentation. It really looks like he got like a a, spe a special filter for like a 1997 filter to make it look like unbelievably old and awful. Like, how does this happen? I don't think this is real. I think this guy scams whoever he got the money from. Yeah, the song at the end. Guys, he lives in Las Vegas. He lives in our town. Yo, let's meet up with him, all right? Yo, he's not gambling with the Interview him. Interview him. Interview him for MMOs.com. Do it. Do it on there. I gotta. Dude, this is a very ambitious title, all right? This is Ekbalo, the Demon Slayer. All right, read the pledge 250 or more. This is this is definitely a faker. All of the above rewards plus actual full armor of God Knight figurine with yours or loved one's 3D face and head image on actual figurine. Follow Apostle Paul's teaching in Ephesians. Oh, this game should already be out. This game, no, look. If you look at the risks and challenges, it says once funded, our national team of Christian programmers will work Christian on completing the game assemble. by December. <laughs> it should have been out by uh, December 2013. So they clearly ran away with the money. I mean, let me Google the name of the game. That's not very Christian of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's nowhere. Yeah, it, no, it's nothing. It doesn't exist. Nice. So yeah, the game. Uh, you just you just gave this 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 scumbag some money. Good stuff. Wait, there's a website. It's called mybiblegames.com. I found the Facebook. <laughs> look at their uh, look at their. Let <laughs> me look at that too. I, I like their updates page. Project launched, successfully raised three thousand five hundred dollars, and then nothing else. That's it. <laughs> the project ends there. <laughs> Please look at this website. Uh, let's take a look at this Facebook page. 
Wow, this, this is this is worse than any Final Fantasy website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, their last post was of course asking for money, and once there's little bit nothing since they asked for more money. <laughs> oh God! Uh, <laughs> raise, wait, isn't casting spells witchcraft? I know, right? <laughs> oh my God, this is they so had bad. Super Moses Brothers, side scroller clone of Super Mario Brothers, where you play as Moses and Aaron and learn the Ten Commandments. <laughs> What are these people thinking? They're thinking, boy, we can sure scam some Christians. Their mission statement starts with two biblical quotes. I guess it's a part where Jesus tells you to play video games. (laughs) 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 But yeah, uh, there's a lot of do Kickstarter games. Maybe maybe we'll point out one a week. The the shitty Kickstarter of the week. Perhaps. Perhaps. You like how all of them say budget right now? So funny. Like budget ran out on hold. Budget ran out on hold. <laughs> budget ran out on hold. <laughs> that's uh, that's a quality Christian game. So all games on the site are free. Does that mean they have any games? Guys, <laughs> right, guys, time to talk about a real studio. All right. All right. Bring uh, it up. The link. Someone give me the link. Amazon. Amazon. We talked about it last week. This is they, a big one. Yeah. They have, apparently they were working on an MMO, or or so we speculated, and. We still don't have any real information, but at least they said it, they used the no, term. No, we got we, we got some, we got no, some we real, got real information. information. We real got information. real information. Quite a bit. All right, let's see it. Let's see it. There's three games. Well, three games. One specifically, it's a massively multiplayer. Was like the term, mm-hmm. right? Open ended sandbox uh-huh. game. Massive multiplayer, open ended sandbox game. New world. I like how you guys are fixated on that one. They're also making a battle royale. Yeah, game we should focus on the one with gameplay. Sports brawler. The sports brawler one I th- is aimed for Twitch, right? Basically. Breakaway. Sort of. Yeah, no, it's I, th- I think mind. it's just. Um, I, I think it's got streaming in mind, but it's not going to be like oriented towards only streamers. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, it looks. It looks interesting. It looks like another. Like the, for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe it may have battle right in my mind. Like when I first saw the the gameplay for Breakaway, like the art style gave me a battle right vibe for some reason. But obviously, it's it's something completely different. Yeah. Um. I I, I would have preferred if they had any footage from the player perspective because i mean this spectator mode is nice and all but like i, I want to know what view the players get like is it first person is it third person is it top down for them like what's going on does this remind you guys of touchdown mode in uh s4 league where you have to bring the because <laughs> because of the ball yo s4 league was ahead of its time boys i'm calling it s this is some s4 league-esque uh, gameplay over here with the ball i, I think- like the thing where you can place like defenses and stuff that mm-hmm. are static and actually affects gameplay. I think I think Amazon is going to do a really good job here. I, I Amazon is one of those companies that's so like competent compared to so many other big companies. Uh, yeah, big companies yeah. like the Twitch buy was genius, right? Oh my god, Twitch for a billion dollars was like an, seems like an unbelievable good deal. Like Twitch is huge. I can't believe Google didn't buy that or some other big company didn't buy it. And I'm surprised that they only got a billion. I mean, Amazon knows their shit. The only misstep I mean, they made is they bought, they bought the chat they bought a chat client right curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally they sh- they should have bought Discord, but maybe they Discord wasn't for sale. Who knows the details? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're building the game ecosystem around it, right? So they're gonna own like the whole, you know, they're gonna have, they're gonna have a slice of each pie in that in that industry. Guys, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Amazon's gonna buy Steam. Uh I mean they both. No. Are, they're very close to each other. Uh, Amazon's in Seattle. They're, and, they're both in Seattle, right? Well, they're in the town. No, right Steam's over, in Bellevue. It seems. Like I, I think. 
I think that uh, Valve's price for Steam would be way too high. I think that's the problem. Nothing is too high for Amazon. There's Nothing is too. Amazon is one of the biggest companies in the world. Nothing Jeff is off Bezos don't give a fuck. Bezos is building rockets and blasting them around. Yeah, and doing it successfully. And he's right, doing for it, the record. Yeah. He doesn't even need the publicity. He's not even advertising it the way Musk is. Nope. He's, just, he's just doing it. Amazon is worth today $395 billion. That makes them one of the biggest companies in the world. I'm sure Steam is valuable too, but like realistically speaking, Steam is probably worth like what, like five, ten billion? Who knows? Uh, not I'm throwing that out there. There, there. there was a time I think when um when um EA tried buying St- uh, Valve like forever ago, and according to a report in 2012, Valve was worth three billion back then. And again, who knows? Because you know, it's a private company, it's hard to figure out. It's, it's almost always self-funded, so it's. It's too hard to know, but they, they were estimates in 2012 saying it was worth 2.5 billion. For I'd a company say, like Amazon that's worth 395, they can do anything. Yeah, it's at least tenfold from there, but still, it's just still affordable. Mm. I find it interesting too that uh, these three games, each one is pretty much trying to fill, uh, you know, its own little niche. You've got uh, the Team Arena Brawler, which we just saw. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it a tab. Then you've got some some type of battle royale game called Crucible, which we haven't seen any footage from, and then there's a I believe it's a 17th century survival game with witchcraft called New World, uh, which you don't haven't really see any footage from it either. But they're really they're it's a it's like they they toss the dice and they decide let's try these three genres and we'll see which what, what we do well with. So and so, they are using a so I'll just say this and then I'm done. They just, they are using their own engine. It's a proprietary engine built off CryEngine called Lumberyard. So I bet we see that licensed out. Go ahead, Matt. My uh, browser broke. Anyways, I was going to say um, New World is a concept that I am not particularly excited about, and it's because it sounds a lot like a survival game, but made for streaming. And it, to me, that sounds like, okay, so, like, H1Z1, you know how they had, like, the crate drops and stuff? It sounds to me like streams are going to, like, affect the crate drops or something, and it's just going to be basically a survival game, but... I, I wanted to mention something that I thought was hilarious. I saw on um, a Reddit post about the game that there are some non-American users that think that the game is oriented towards American users because it's 17th century North America, and they will not buy the game because they think that it's oh, come made on. for Americans. Just a few, like, retards are going to think, come on. Come on. So four, four assholes decided to boycott the game, and they were forgotten... Except for the butt of this joke. No, I just thought it was hilarious. No, no, I can't believe people think like that. It's ridiculous. I'm sitting there like, okay, so all of the Three Kingdoms games out there are only for Chinese people, right? Dynasty Warriors? Come on, everybody loves Dynasty Warriors. I love Dynasty Warriors. I mean, there's a few people <laughs> like that, probably, but you, know, you always get stuff like that. Like, oh, the, the girls are wearing skimpy outfits, so I'm not going to, you know, it's... it's this really is the male sexual fantasy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Matt, you hit on a point that I think... I think I think Amazon will 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 push, and I think it'll open a whole new like layer in gaming, which is the Twitch participation. Where like imagine like the Hunger Games, right? Where you have some kind of survival arena, but but the spectators on Twitch can affect the gameplay. They can affect the shape of the world. Like they can vote on the hazard that happens, or they can oh. vote on, on which player. That'd be so cool. Actually, like, say someone's losing now, see, and they that, have low see, health, they can drop health on them, right? The players can drop it's health. Funny for... that you mentioned all that, Aaron, because we actually showed that off while you two were in here. Uh, Matt and I played Streamline, which is exactly what you're suggesting. Really, really, yeah, huh? yeah. And I mean that that's cool, okay. But like, put that in the context of an MMO. How much could they possibly let them 
modify without it being kind of annoying or game breaking. That's true. We have to see where it. Where I thought streamline. You don't think streamline? I thought that did a good job. Did you not like that? No, no I'm saying. That's fine for like streamline and for like the battle royale game and for breakaway, but in the context of an MMO. No, but what about like stuff, stuff like weather or stuff that's like, going to happen anyway? Like, this RNG elements going to happen anyway. Maybe let players. Yeah, yeah but a lot yeah. of people are going to say that's superficial and just tacked on. But I what, feel about, be kinda uh, cool. what about something like as players go through a dungeon, the viewers somehow vote on what mobs spawn, which boss spawns, like what abilities a boss will have. I, I think there's. There may be interesting ways. We're in theorycrafting that, right now. Dungeon, but the the problem with that is okay. So you'd be instanced out ideally because, I mean, you're you're streaming. You know what I mean? If if you want your audience to affect you, ideally you'd be instanced out with your audience, and that would rely on you having a big enough audience, just like Streamline does. Yeah, but that's I think streaming is here to stay, and I think. Um, you can either participate in someone else's. I, I mean, look, it has to be viable without the streamers too. But if it's an added bonus that you can somehow be, because a streaming, a streamer is basically its own community, right? Mm -hmm. So anything, you know, if if you either join a part of the community or you can make your own, uh, I think it would be interesting. But as long as it's not dependent on it, right? Yeah. As long as it's like just an well, add-on. Yeah, but the thing is that, like, um, like I said, it's it's really going to be if you have a feature like that the voting process is going to be dependent on having a lot of users that really push the stats in a like really um, representative way for your community. Like not just having like two or three people voting on things and getting their way because they're only two or three people. Well, I will say this, just uh, if anyone could pull it off, it'll be Amazon. So yeah. if that's what they're going to do, I, I hope, I hope it's successful and that they can figure out a way around any of the yeah. little game breaking elements. I, yeah, go ahead. I don't see a problem with, Slight imbalance either, because like imagine like the Roman gladiators, right? I'm sure like the crowd favorite was like given nicer weapons and armor, right? Like, you know, because people threw shit, the guys yeah, didn't like. Yeah, the cheering, you know, like you. The point again, remember, gaming is entertainment, right? So if 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 we the common gamer, the common user, if our role is watching, like pros play, right? Who cares if, if within them if there's balance or not? I'm not saying balance. I'm saying for it to really be interesting, you have to have meaningful, meaningful people. voting, yeah. meaningful yeah. interaction, meaningful, yeah. It, it, it has to be more than like five people. It, it's got to no, no, be no. closer. Yeah, yeah, but it can like exist in a persistent world too. I don't think it has to be instanced. Why no, not? Like, I don't know. No, but like, do you really want some random stream that you may not even know about affecting your well, world? It's not just their stream. It's everyone's stream affecting everyone's world. Yeah, a lot of possibilities. A lot of possibilities. But the point is, how is that going to work? And like, if you have a bunch of streams going on at once, how is that going to work? We don't know. It, it's in an MMO. It, it's different. You're not right. like ten people that are possibly streaming. It's potentially hundreds of people yes. in one world, each with thousands of people that are watching them. How are they all going to affect the same world? How does that work? Jeff Bezos is going to hire geniuses. The logistics are unexplained in this theory. I, I do want to, before you veer off the way, the gameplay video we're seeing is not the MMO. This is actually, there's no actual gameplay for the MMO that Amazon uh, specifically talked about. What you're seeing is a game called Breakaway. They announced three games, Breakaway, uh, Crucible, and New World. New World is the MMO, and that is, uh, we're waiting to see some gameplay on that one eventually. And they did specifically use the word MMO, which has me excited. It's going to be a sandbox <laughs> game, something probably like Rust, but in, the, in that 17th century world and whatever cool elements they want to incorporate in there. Right. But it's a survival game. Prediction time. Industry prediction time. I say Amazon it. is going to buy Cry, Crytek if this goes w decently well. 
They already have like uh, an unlimited yeah. license to Lumberyard, which is just a reskin. It is built on it. Yeah. And, and, they, they're, and they're allowing anyone, including us, to download Lumberyard and make a game. So it's a pretty, what's a pretty wide because license they have from CryEngine. Because it's basically CryEngine. Right, but we can download it and play it for free, like use it for free. Which means Amazon has a pretty wide license that they, they can allow other people to download it. I'll make it even broader. Amazon is going to buy Steam. They're, it's a match made in heaven. But Amazon's Amazon was made like, in heaven for 10 years. It just hasn't happened. Ha you're right. It hasn't made it. Ha it's been, it's been, yeah, but Amazon never showed interest in gaming beforehand either. Before Twitch. Twitch is, yeah. Twitch got the ball rolling on gaming as did this, uh, these new games they announced. One more point I want to hit on Twitch before we move on. Twitch uh, actually had the TwitchCon the past week. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. You know, there was some, some DJ was there, Steve Akoya, whatever. And he bought a league mm -hmm. team, actually, for some reason. <laughs> but uh, more interesting for me is. Twitch is now going to allow anyone, you know, any Twitch account to upload videos, like pre-made videos, like onto their channel, kind of like how YouTube has videos. And this is a, I think it's a huge salvo against Google. And I think this one's going to land, you know, YouTube tried to copy Twitch with streaming. It kind of didn't go anywhere. Now it's Twitch's turn to fire a shot by allowing uploads of videos. And I think it's going to land, you know, we're going to upload all our past podcasts and more first looks and all that kind of stuff. To our Twitch channel, so if there's people among you that don't uh, go on YouTube, you can see our stuff here. What are they uh, going to do about like having to deal with like you know copyright and all that bullshit? How's that going to work? I, I think it won't land for two reasons. The, sure, the same way that works on YouTube, you can upload gaming videos on YouTube. There's no problem. Yeah, I'd argue a lot of the a lot of the copyright problems YouTube has is non-gaming related, right? Because YouTube is general purpose, so like people upload clips. Yeah, upload... I mean the same thing with us though, right? Like like we upload like a uh, clips from like a, uh, you know, because we do the podcast, right? You're yeah. you're mentioning uploading it on on there. I mean, I, I wonder like if that's gonna be better or worse than YouTube. It'll be better for now, if the if, if the if the video part takes up, then you know right owners might come after them. But for now, I think even things that would be caught on YouTube are gonna go unnoticed on a copyright will go unnoticed on Twitch. That's my guess. Cool. Yeah, Actually, but I, I was going to say, I think it's not going to land for two reasons. And one of them is, I, we talked about it yesterday a little bit, but um, loyalty, like, I, I don't think anybody's going to be moving off of YouTube anytime soon, especially not with, like, major streamers currently signed to YouTube Red. And, I mean, they just got good deals with that. So, I mean, they're you're really not going to see a lot of people a lot of streamers moving which is means you're not going to see a lot of people moving and the second one is that you would have to have some sort of comment section or like have persistent chat on a per video basis in order to um really create the sense of community that youtube has and really pull people over and i don't see them doing either of those things but I mean, I don't think it can it can it can hurt them in the sense that you don't have to be exclusive right to youtube you can just have it on both well, it's not going to hurt them. I just don't think it's going to hurt YouTube either. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. I have no special knowledge. It's just, a, it's just a hunch that I think a lot of people that are just go to YouTube for gaming content, now that Twitch offers this in time, they're not going to have a reason to go to YouTube. Um, so they'll just stick to when, when it comes to gaming, they'll stick to Twitch. And then for every, for cooking recipes right. or whatever, they'll go to YouTube. Here's a, here's a fun fact for you guys. Twitch actually makes more money in advertising revenue than all of YouTube's gaming content. It includes their, their live really? streaming, it includes all their trailers, every, all the videos that are watched on YouTube for gaming. 
there's actually more money made from Twitch gaming than there is from all of the YouTube gaming, which is pretty impressive considering how large of a platform YouTube is. And it's yeah. all according to Super Data. I'm actually surprised by that. Can and you- the volume numbers, perhaps I'm not reading this chart correctly. Maybe I'm retarded. I'm showing you guys a chart. Help me out over here. <laughs> Uh, look at these percentages. Look at viewing volume. It says YouTube commands the largest viewership, 73%, while Twitch earns the highest global revenue, boasting 1.6 billion. And this is in 2015. It shows uh, YouTube and Twitch. So YouTube splits. You, you see by viewing volume and by revenue. So what are these percent? Oh, these you're percentages. Right. By, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're right. Twitch makes more money on gaming, but YouTube is a much bigger audience. But how much bigger? Because what is the percent of the gaming market that belongs to Twitch? This is 53% is their viewing volume, no. but YouTube's viewing volume is 73%. Those are more than 100%. By viewing uh, volume. Super Dude not know how to use percentages, or am I retarded looking at this chart? What are these might two be things? Crossover. Yeah, crossover. It might, it might, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's, there's crossover that makes sense then between all of them. If they're, if they're double counting all the overlaps, I guess. But regardless, you can see that the, the the size of the audience isn't actually you, between Twitch gaming, the number of hours people are watching, how many viewers there are between Twitch and YouTube. YouTube is not that much bigger. Yeah, I'm surprised. And probably a lot of that YouTube is just trailers, right? Yes, actually, the most popular gaming content on YouTube is trailers. So honestly, just on the game, if you take out trailers, you, Twitch is already bigger. And also keep in mind when you're watching YouTube videos. Typically, you don't watch that long. But when you're when you're relaxing and you're watching Twitch, the average person watching a Twitch stream is watching for hours, not minutes. Whereas, whereas it is minutes on YouTube at a time. So the viewership is going through the roof. And I do think it's smart for Twitch to uh, try capturing the, the static market as well that YouTube dominates. Why not, right? Yeah. And there's something we said for special you know, specialization. You know, Twitch is a gaming site platform. Mm-hmm. So they can move faster than YouTube does. You know, YouTube can't cater to just the gaming genre uh the way twitch can at, at the same speed at least yeah i mean they're trying with this youtube gaming stuff but it seems half-hearted it seems confusing more than anything else like is it part of youtube is it like a separate thing uh, like it's confusing nope there it is i think twitch is playing the long con i think um see i don't i don't know i'm pulling this one out of my ass here's an added my ass fact I, I would say that younger people who are younger who are not as old as us are more drawn to Twitch now to the communities around a single streamer and still someone like PewDiePie on YouTube. But I can see in a couple of years more people engaging with gaming content through Twitch solely, especially if they're just gamers. If they just play games like on YouTube, I watch random crap all the time. But if you're just about games, why wouldn't you go to Twitch or you know hang out in your favorite streamers chat and whatnot? Yeah. Whereas YouTube, you can't do that. You don't have that. I think there's something special about live chat. Maybe that's a different conversation. There, Actually, there really is. Yeah. I wrote a great article on it. If you're curious on Emos.com about like, uh, like Twitch is the online gamer's internet couch. That's good. I'm going to link it right now. It is a great article. And that's something that YouTube can't replicate because it's comments. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, you just spam. I'll spam it too. Here we go. All right. The double spam. I like it. We, we sandwich Socrates. I like it. And there's also that the person streaming can directly, like, mm-hmm. you know, you never know. They might interact with you, you know? Mm-hmm. I know we do a lot on MMOs. We try our best to interact with people in our whenever we're live streaming. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, even with bigger bigger um, channels, I'm, sh- I'm sure, like, it there's, happens, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And it kind of just kind of bridges that gap, you know, it makes, it f- makes the other person feel, like, more like a real person, you know? Yeah, I kind of, I don't put a lot of, like emphasis or like, I don't know respect that Twitch streams but now that I think about it 
a lot of people I met on Twitch streams, right, for the first time, I ended up meeting in real life within a year or two. And that hasn't happened in other platforms. So there is something we said about live chat, seeing somebody, and the connection you build that way is, is, is a lot stronger than any, like time lag through comments or even YouTube videos. Yeah, I, I agree. It's community. YouTube deep. doesn't have that. Hashtag deep. <laughs> All right, let's let's take this to an MO discussion because this is the MMOs.com podcast, guys. Rather general gaming, <laughs> general gaming stuff. Uh, Revolution Online, uh, PP features detail. This is actually pretty interesting. When I read the news, uh, go ahead and show off that PP trailer on the embed over there. But what I like is that once you get level forty, is the game has open PvP anywhere. Oh, is that kind of cool. cool though? Yeah, I think Terra does something like that where they have a new server where open PvP only kicks in at max level. But here's what's kind of weird about this, because I, I, I know like a lot of these older Korean MMORPGs and Asian MMORPGs are pretty cool with open PvP and it kind of died down recently. Here, but again, if you just PK people and they don't fight back, you get like a, you get harsh penalties for, for, for that. Just like killing somebody, you get, pen, you get penalized. Yeah, but take away durability on your gear or sometimes gold. But what seems weird is you get penalized for the act of killing somebody. Which, whereas in older games, like I think Lineage 2 did this, a lot of games did the same system, whether it was Conqueror Online. I think it was, a lot of Chinese games did this too, where if you PK people openly, your name turns like purple, and you gain like negative karma. And then when you die, you have a chance of dropping an item. And the more people you kill, the higher chance you have that when you die, you will actually lose an item, or it'll fall on the ground, and somebody can pick it up. Mm -hmm. That was an interesting way of punishing players, because losing a piece of gear is huge in MMO. But yep. and, and there's there there a risk to it, you know? If you kill somebody and you die, you get penalized. And you only get penalized once you actually die, though. Here, you get penalized on the act of killing someone, which I feel like is kind of silly. But beyond that, the game is a bunch of PP options. Well, you would seen the video. Here's my thing, and it's just that uh, if you penalize people for killing people, what they're going to do is they're going to grief them down to a certain amount of health to where they can't do the content, mm -hmm. and then just sit there. And every time they regain health, they're just going to beat them up until they oh. can't, like, and grief right, them yeah. repeatedly. That's and and that is way more annoying than dying, respawning somewhere else, and just waiting it out. I mean, so much more annoying. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing is that they have 3v3 arenas, 30 vs 30 battlegrounds, and upwards of 100 vs 100 guild wars. But I did like the fact that they did put some thought into like open world PvP, which again, I feel like a lot of games kind of, kind of gave up on. I mean, props to Black Desert Online for adding having that as well. He's fighting with wings, though. <laughs> <laughs> I still got very, uh, you know, Blade and Soul vibes from this from this gameplay trailer so far. But I mean, people seem to disagree with me. But when I when I play the game myself, I'll find out for sure. It doesn't play like Blade and Soul. I can tell it. I say it play. It gave me vibes. All right, yeah. it's sending me vibes. signals. The Wuxia, Wuxia, uh, the only thing I don't like, I don't like wings in games. I don't want to digress us, but just putting it out there. Don't like these wings. <laughs> <laughs> what was I like less? I can just capture a dragon and ride that. Yeah, Chinese yeah, people like that, are obsessed but... with human flight. I've, I've, I've picked you, up on that. Should... That might be true. That might be true. Something in there, some mythology or some, I don't know what it the is. The Christianity right there is that is that the missionary's fault? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. There's a lot of excitement for Revelation Online, uh, and I think it's just again peer pressure. I, I actually feel the excitement too every time I. Uh, Every time I read a post, people are hyped for it, I, and I, I wish it the best, and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. CBT, we, it's funny, it's October, right? Mm -hmm. And most times you, you announce your, your closed beta test, and you're like, the month before you actually give a date, but for some reason, Revelation Online has been silent. 
I'm expecting them to announce the closed beta, then it starts the next day. I don't, or it's the end of the month. I don't know. Do we know it's October? They, we know what's happening. Yes, this month. they said it was yeah, October. Yeah, we know it's October. We just don't know when. It could be any day now. It could be now. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We do sell the the founders packs. The the drawing is six days from now. However, if the closed beta is announced for like two days from now, we'll do the drawing right away. It's just so you guys get your founders packs. But if you're listening to this pod, hang around after the podcast too. We still have 75 closed beta keys to give away at the end of the podcast. So sorry, you you're most likely gonna get one. Actually, we actually started on time today, so we are quickly running out of time. So we can uh, wrap and it up and do the giveaway soon. Do we have anything else worth mentioning over here? Uh, I think we should mention this. Uh, Bless Online yep. is another game that has some hype behind it. And the Russian open beta test was recently announced, uh, which means that hopefully the North American beta test will follow. But I believe it's two different publishers. Area Games is publishing it in the in North America. Oh, boy. So I'm not sure uh, when that's going to happen. But the RU test will take place October 25th. In the past, you've been able to participate in Russian betas, and we've been able to without IP blocks. So maybe. We can try it out then. Well, that I just linked the wrong post, but yes, you like Moo Legends. Sir. I like the wrong post, <laughs> I know Matt's been playing Bless. Matt, do you want to give us any? Uh, so I'm I'm going to start with this. Okay, so Aria has delayed whatever plans they had because of um, the combat system and some optimization issues, and I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. So combat. Okay, so basically, I'm going to give you a elevator pitch and it's basically like uh take riders of icarus give it a more realistic vibe grittier feel like really nice graphics and change up combat and basic gameplay and some of the other systems and it, it just has so much in common with riders of icarus but it's also so different at the same time and one of the things that i had issues with in riders of icarus was that the combat felt really like cheap i'll say um and the problem with Bless's combat is that every attack feels like it has weight behind it, but it feels like it has too much weight. Like, your character threw his entire swing into one attack, and it has to, like, wait a second and like for his muscles to, like, loosen back up so he can pull his arm back. You know, it, 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 it's weird. It's hard to describe other than that. Um, but it can feel sluggish at times, and the cooldowns on skills are absurd at times. Like, there's this one skill that does maybe, like, 5% damage to an enemy of my level, and it's, like, a 30-second cooldown. And I'm sitting there like, oh my god, why do I have to wait so long? I I hear that... I don't know what it says, but I hear that message going, you can't use that skill right now in Korean at all the time because I'm sitting there like, why isn't this up yet? Okay, but, um, important question. Does it feel fluid? It it depends. Like, oh, it's, not what I'm gonna, it's not good. <laughs> what I'm going to say is... No, it doesn't. Everyone's going to be different, and in my experience, you have to find the right class. Like, you, you're going you're gonna to find the rhythm of a certain class. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be classes that just don't feel fluid and the timing doesn't feel right to you. I mean, you really just have to try each of the classes and find one that works for you because Bless is one of those games that it's just... it Combat is so different from character to character. And it and, is not targeted, right? No, it's okay. not. Okay, so that's also like Writers of Icarus. It has a tab-targeting mode and a non-targeting mode. But the non-targeting mode uses tab-targeting mechanics... And 
if you attack something while you're um in non-targeting mode it will auto attack if you stay within range mm -hmm. so i mean it has a non-targeting mode but it's not non-targeting and um one thing i do want to mention okay so the skill system is really cool because it has a bunch of different types of skills, right? And you have like your active skills that you put on your bar. You have your special active skills. You have some what I think are passives. I don't know what all of them are. And then you have this other skill that is like it has a like certain character associated with it, I'll say. And it'll have like a face on it and a name to it. And these skills will change the way your class plays. Like you, you get a certain one as you go on and you can change it at any time. Like all your skills can, your entire loadout can be changed up and there don't seem to be any kind of skill points. You just get more skills. And um, basically what it is, is like I had a basic attack as a paladin where I just swung my hammer at things. Right. Mm -hmm. this, when I changed it to another, that other character skill, whatever it is um, called, it replaced my basic attack with this active skill that I had to hit every time that was ranged, and it dropped like a lightning strike on enemies. It was pretty cool. Beyond just the skills, when you move around, when you hit the space bar, when you just like auto Oh, it feels nice. Does all that feel nice? It feels nice. It feels right. pretty nice. Can you jump over fences? It depends. Some fences you can jump okay, over, and some you can't. There, there are a lot of invisible like real life. Oh, I hate invisible. All right, are the zones like do the do the zones feel yeah. like massive? Or like large? oh, it's open world. They're pretty massive. Okay, and, good. I mean, Thank the God. cities the cities have more impressive scale than most games I've played. All right, that's and a good. The entire game good. has no loading screens except for instance dungeons. I mean, that's different though. Yeah, always been different. Right. Um, and key question, key question, a deal breaker for me. Is there a lolly race? Yes. Okay. And they're furries. It's pretty important. Ah! Hold on. Let me let, ah! me let me show you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to show you cat furry, furry lollies. Uh, I don't know furry cat, lollies. Cat made both of these characters, and I'm trying to find it. Uh, oh, no. It's shit. a furry lolly, though. That's a mount. Um, I don't think I have just a regular picture, but... It oh, there it is. Okay. Like a crisper Icarus, from what I'm seeing in this random video I put up. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it has the all the mount taming and stuff, and like you have like different category categories that they go under. Unlike Icarus, where you catch a mount and then you can turn it into a pet, each different like thing that you can tame, either is a mount, a pet, a minion, or another category that I have none of. So um, you can literally tame like anything, even humanoids, and they'll turn into minions. You can see you can tame humanoids. This game is pro slavery. You heard it here first. <laughs> They'll turn into minions and they work right. like you know the garrison in uh, WoW, like where you have the um, the the NPCs that you can send out on missions. Minions work kind of like that. So you tame them, quote unquote, and then like send them out, and they do stuff for you. And it's pretty cool. I gotta say, oh, it looks cool. Yeah. I do want to try it. And uh, there is one last thing I want to mention. It annoys the shit out of me. Bless has seamless instancing in a lot of cases. And mm -hmm. you'll just see the world, like there's a pulse that comes out from around your character. And it's like this blue pulse that goes over the land. And when that happens, you're instanced. And it just happens in the most random places sometimes. <laughs> and it's so weird. And I'm just like, Cat, Cat, where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> Probably for like, that question stuff, right? 
what'd you say? It probably it probably initiates those instancing for like quests. Yeah, it's for yeah. quests. It it instances you out for different like story moments yeah. and stuff like that. And it, I mean, it's neat that it instances you out in the open world, but it's also just like, what the fuck just happened? A lot of times. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for it too now. I'm, I'm seeing all the gameplay advertisements showing in the background, and it does look a lot like Razorikers when they're flying around, though. And just to answer Canaris's question, nothing is gender locked, but some classes are race locked. Race host. I, like, I like that there's there's eight races and ten classes. Okay, so they're they're, they're throwing a whole bunch of classes and races. I like that. A lot of games just kind of like give you like two races and then like six classes. I like a little bit of variety. And um, I, I'm really excited to try out the Mystic tomorrow. Like I, I'm I've been playing Paladin and it's an off tank and also what appears to be the primary healer, but it's not a great healer, so it's pretty weird. And uh, we tried duoing the first dungeon five levels after us, and the boss is just, you can't do it with two people. You need a party. I mean, the, mm -hmm. it's just a regular human boss, but that thing kills the shit out of you, even five levels above it. It's, it's insane. The Russian, Russian uh, was it open beta or closed beta, begins at the end of the month, and hopefully Area Games version will be launched shortly afterwards. Usually... Once it launches, it starts rolling off like after outside the home country. Other countries will probably follow shortly afterwards. No official word on that just yet, though. I'm skeptical that Area is ever going to put it out at this point because after the merger, they had to reinforce the fact that they were still going to do it. And mm -hmm. it's not doing well in Korea now, you know, because there are only two servers. I mean, and I haven't seen that many people in the low level zones. It's been mm -hmm. very few people, and like half of them, like literally half of them. Have been high-level players flying over on dragons. So, I mean, it, it's, it's not coming it's out. Not, it's not coming out by area. I'm not optimistic. It. And um, area has also pushed it back because of issues with the combat. Which, I mean, it there's some issues, but it's it's not as bad as people say it is. Like I said, you really just have to find your class. It, it's one of those games, and um, it it is poorly optimized, though. I mean, I just I, I want to say it on stream. It takes my computer three and a half straight minutes on the splash screen before it loads up the actual application three wow. and a half That's minutes pretty awful. and once i get in game while everything is loading instead of loading everything seamlessly like you know like black desert and everything do it stutters for a straight minute like i timed all this it stutters wow. while everything is loading for a straight minute that's pretty i, I hate that it, it, it's i know all that brought up earlier like how, how the file size of a game kind of through the competence of the programmers behind it. And we talked a lot about Battle Right being like super compressed, like 1 GB, and it's an awesome game to fit in there. And we've seen a lot of Russian games like War Mode. I mean, I know the game is probably not the best, but it, it's very well optimized. That it runs like at 200 megabytes. It's amazing. So it, it, it's, it's not the file size. They, yeah, just, they don't load forever. things right. That's messed up. They don't load Nothing really pisses me off more than like massive loading times. Even like FF14, sometimes when I first launched the game, it nags me in a weird way. But luckily in FF14, once you're in the game, you're fine. Just that first takes like an extra like uh, 15 seconds or so. I mean, it, it's a shame though because I mean the game is gorgeous. The game world is amazing. I mean, it is really immersive, and it's just like so far there's been such a variety of like cultures between the different races because i tried out the dog people before i tried out the lolly race and I, I didn't cat people sorry um i didn't like the cat people race area because there was just this certain like vibe to the area like there was all this like dark mysticism and like slavery that was going on in that area and it was like kind of like a mix of 
what I imagine they were trying to go for a mix of like Greek and Egyptian. And it, combined with the music, it just made me feel weird to be in that area. Mm-hmm. Like just if something was off at all times and I, it left a bad first impression. And then I turned around and did the lolly race and they're like airships and steampunk shit everywhere. And it was awesome. And I really liked it. So well, I'm looking forward to it, but I think I might, I might end up having to try it on the Russian version. And uh, we'll see. Speaking of airships, one thing it does really well, multiple modes of travel. Like, you know how, wow, you just have like different types of flying things. Like mm-hmm. depending on where you are, you'll fly on like, griffins or dragons or you'll literally be on an airship or you'll be on like a gondola and just like traveling <laughs> fast traveling down a river awesome. it's, that is cool though. yeah i like that it's uh, a little thing but it makes it feel varied someone i don't know if you guys mentioned this. someone mentioned chen they saw hans zimmer's name and he actually did the soundtrack for the game so uh, yeah was that we brought that up before okay, okay. Didn't yeah we? yeah the, the music's great i mean it really is it's production it's up there. odd but it's great uh, what else? What else about Bless? I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Bless. I, I'm hoping the Russian version doesn't have an IP block and that we get the English patch going, bada bing, bada boom. I, uh, That'd be ideal. I brought the Aria page up for a second, and here's why I was so sure Aria is not going to release the game. You guys mm-hmm. remember when Aria games said Lime Odyssey coming soon for five years? Yeah, <laughs> or longer. Okay, so right now, Bless is not even on, the, it's not even on Aria. It's not, it's not even like on their PC game section. <laughs> you can't even find their page. So for a game that was coming soon for five years, they kept it on, right? But for a game that's supposed to come out like in the couple in the next like few months or you, six you know, months, yeah, next six mm-hmm. months, they don't have they don't mention it. Come on, I'm gonna take that form. If, it's, if there's no form for it, then I give up. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, I just it, it's a shame, but I really do. I'm I'm convinced that Aria is not gonna do it. I'm very very convinced of that. Yeah, there's nothing on Bless. There's no Bless form. There's no release date. There's nothing. It just blessed that area games is the only thing, and it says coming soon. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty fair guess. It's not. I mean, again, even if it doesn't happen, at least the Russian the game will still be there. But most people aren't going to. Are most people are not going to use a VPN to get to the game. So I'm hoping at least the Russian version doesn't have a VPN. But we'll have to wait uh, and see. I'm eager to get to like 30 or 35 whenever <laughs> sieges start and try that out because I heard you can just jump in without a guild and everything. And I'm looking forward to that. Right. Uh, well, we can look forward to the to bless to revelation. Uh, so there it is. At least right, these Asians well, get these games out. So we can we can say that. <laughs> I, I've always given credit for the for the for the Chinese developers for just pushing these games out. And Koreans as well. They get them done. They turn them out. And just as a last note, I, I, I after Black Desert, I didn't think I was ever going to see it again, but. Bless disappoints me in one major way, and that's that, like Black Desert, it is a gorgeous game that has one of the ugliest, most awful interfaces I have ever seen. <laughs> like, the icons are just truly terrible. They're just these black and white, like, they look like they came off of, like, you know the old black and white Macs? They look like those icons. It is so bad. I don't even know why they did it. And it's just the boxes that they used for their uh, windows are just black boxes like transparent black boxes like with a white border around the edges and it just it looks so bad all right that is that is bless online i am eager to give away these revelations keys now i think everyone should be able to get one because we have 128 viewers right now and i doubt everybody wants one if you don't want a key you're not interested in, in revelations pass on it but all right you're giving away during the post game right so yep. if you guys are watching on youtube uh 
know that Twitch is the future. And that if you want free giveaways and some other wow. extra content from us after the podcast, uh, check us out live at 4 p.m. Pacific time till starting time on Tuesdays. Boom. Yep. And again, this is this is unannounced, so you know, we don't have a lot of people camping for these keys. Basically, any of the regulars on the podcast have a chance of getting these first. So later for YouTube, hang around for everyone else. Bye. Peace. See you guys. All right.